Hi everyone and welcome to Our Art Her Therapy Life. My name is Catherine. I'm the owner and founder of Cutout Collage and I'm an art therapist. Hi everyone, my name is Jen. I'm the founder of Belly Eye Art Therapy and I am an art therapist too. Amazing. This is our show. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah. Do you want to like give a little intro into what we're talking about today? Because I feel like we've done loads of loads of different topics and this one feels a little bit different. Mm. If you know, like it's got a different flavor to it, which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping that we could do like, I know you and I have been brainstorming of a lot of like how-to lists. Like what can mm. we give listeners, viewers to do that are coming straight out of grad school? And so mm-hmm. hopefully we can kind of like focus on that based on our own experiences, kind of like where we hit stumbling blocks or roadblocks or just smacked totally. in the face by <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> that's more, um, that's more correct for me. I think. <laughs> Definitely like you think it's all plain sailing and then. Oh my God. Well, even before the show, when you were like, it feels nice to make art. I was like, I turned off my phone all weekend. Like I didn't have mm. any tech, like not even the TV, nothing. For yeah. 48 hours. Oh That's my wild. God. It was so nice. I woke like I went to have mm. a nap and because I don't have my phone, I slept until like from two, th- two in the afternoon until midnight. And then I got wow. up and I was like, I'm just going to make art. And it felt so good. I'm like, I haven't done mm. this in so long. That's wild. No, I think it's so true. I think when you come out of university, um, it's so interesting. Actually, I was literally talking to someone about this today. Um, but I can go into that in a minute. Yeah, when you come out of university, you sort of jump on what you think you need to do in getting across everything and being in every space and getting on in every group and every special interest group and discussion. And you spread yourself across so many things that actually having someone help to help me understand like where to put my energy would have been so helpful. Um, <laughs> I know. I just, yeah, because that's what happened after like six months of coming out of uni, I, what you just described as that nap, I just ended up doing that every week. So I was just like headbutting into everything and throwing myself across so many things that then I would just like crash, 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 and couldn't figure out where to like place myself and where to prioritize things at all. Totally. And I think Um, that is like reinforced with all these messages we hear coming right out of the Mm -hmm. gate. I think it goes across art therapy and entrepreneurship like both of our subjects because it's so tempting and I did it myself even when people were telling me not to eventually is to go across everything so that you can be that people you think that's the best way to kind of get people to know you is to be everywhere and to be doing everything but actually the journey is going to be very short-lived if you do it that way (laughs) I mean it works but at what cost Mm. (laughs) yeah or like it's it's not a bad thing to be good at lots of stuff, but if you yeah if you start to understand how to place your attention in certain places or and how to narrow some of those things down, I think it can be really, I think it'd be much better. Um, I think I'm, my brain's already going into the conversation that I had earlier with someone who's thinking about doing art therapy, mm. um, which is quite interesting. But yeah, how did you experience when you first came out of? university like what was your let maybe let's start there like how we experienced yeah, it yeah yeah versus where we are yeah because I was thinking that too I'm like how did I get to a point where I am not privileged but I'm in a place where I can focus versus mm. like coming out of the gate when the messages are like I wrote a bunch down oh cool like must work your way up 
right? Mm -hmm. This is the real world. (laughs) You have to get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Need five years experience to qualify for an entry level job. (laughs) Okay. I'm coming back to that one with a vengeance. (laughs) Yeah. Be more realistic and actually practice what you preach. So instead of talking about social Mm -hmm. justice Mm -hmm. in your, in your downtime, Mm. Um, you need to be more jaded with my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Come on. Oh, and then Mm. the last one, that's kind of like the nail in the coffin, so to speak. You are very naive. Oh my gosh. I want to swear and scream so much. Yeah. No, there's a couple of those that are just, it's so funny that we are different countries and some of those almost like to the word were the same things that I heard the one about five which okay before I jump into that one about five years because I that is a big like trigger point for me um what which ones of those like explain some of maybe some of the stories behind when people were telling you these things or you experienced some of that yeah okay so context Mm -hmm. I so like when I graduated I went to Australia so that was different I didn't really hear any of these things because I was like f everyone I'm making Mm -hmm. my own path (laughs) I was already like in a different see you later I'm getting on a plane. I was like, bye. Can't stop me. I'm going to go work on a dairy farm. (laughs) Flipping heck. I love that. Like get away from the noise. Well, like we both did it. It's just like you can't. Yeah. You need to just escape initially if you can. Oh, literally. It was amazing. Mm. But then I found art therapy work through that. And it was like through building connection and talking to people. And then we would just start our Mm. own art therapy groups. Like it was amazing. And then like we met Mm. and we went to conferences, like whatever. So that doesn't count. Mm. But when I came back, (laughs) when I came back to something more realistic, like Mm. traditionally after grad school, and it was so hard to find work. And a lot of it Mm. was like my parents afraid that I'm not going to like get anywhere with all this money I spent on my on my graduate program. Mm. And it's just like, you have to get your foot in the door. You have to get your foot in the door. You have to get your foot in the door. Meaning like take anything. And I was yeah, like, literally, I, right. I mm. refuse. I refuse to work mm. case management. Like that's fine. Ugh. People do it. And that's amazing. We need them. But I refuse. Mm. I do not want to be I a case you. manager. I do not yep. want to be jaded as hell after like mm. six months. Like I just don't have it. Yeah. And then like, I finally got into kind of like more of like, um, a business structured job. Like it was a women's treatment Mm. facility, but they were so burnt out. They were so jaded. The system was very, very broken. Mm. And so they, me coming in like excited and like so Mm. bright and like, yes, I know art therapy works. I think it was just too much of a mirror and way too triggering for their own stuff that was coming up. And so throughout the year that I worked there, they just kept trying to put me in a box, in a smaller box, in a smaller box, in a smaller box. Yep. And it was like with punishment. Right. And so everything was like, you're too naive. You're not jaded. This is the real world. Don't talk about social justice. Mm. That's not realistic. Set mm. boundaries. You need to be this. You need to do that. Your clients are failing because of you. Da, 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 da. Flipping Don't that. incorporate the art. That's not this program. No one talked to Jen about art. Like it was just so like punishing to my soul, like really mm. soul wounding. Oh, and like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like I thought, like I just mm. felt like I needed to stick it out for so long to like, mm. I don't know, prove to myself, prove to society, prove to the world, prove to my resume. But mm. like the cost was, I was not well when I left. Like I was essentially like my body forced me out of that job. Mm. 
So yeah, a lot of it just like came around this big one. broken system. And same mm. thing, this like voice of like, you need the year experience on your resume to be worthy. Mm. <laughs> that is, that's made me think, that's connected me so perfectly to a memory that a few of us on my program talked about was this idea that when you come out, jobs are scarce. You need to take anything, anything that comes up. And I remember the look that I was given by not this, I don't think it was our tutors. I think there was like a, a, a lecturer that came in to do a talk about kind of, we had like one lecture about when you graduate basically. And this is not a diss on my organization. I had a very good training program. They just didn't have time to do this kind of thing. You need, it needed to be, I think it, it, I should have thought to maybe do a business program or something, but anyway, we didn't get that sort of training except for this lecture about like, you know, what are you going to do in six months when you graduate? And there was, they were talking about, um, yeah, this first year, like you will probably have to work for free was a phrase I heard. And you should just take jobs and get experience. And I was like, no, I don't agree with that. Um, and lo- there was one guy in our a year above me, actually, who was talking about, I think I was in second year the first time I heard this talk, to be fair. So I think we got it twice. And he um, was saying like, yeah, it's just a part of like what we, who we are. Like we have to work for free for a year. And I just like, f- do you know when you feel like it was the red mist, but it wasn't even the red, it was crimson. It was so, I was just like, how is no one freaking out about the fact that this guy is just telling us to just accept anything and do anything because we're so desperate. And it's like, no, if we go out into the world, there's a reason why we're not as established as some of the other programs. It's because we're not, there's also we're younger, et cetera. There's, you know, we're still building our evidence base and all of that, but also because so many of us just say like, yes to anything. I can't work in primary schools as an art therapist. I don't have enough experience and I don't want to, and that's okay. And I think the biggest thing I ever say to anyone who like comes to a workshop and is like, oh, I'm thinking about art therapy. Um, I'm not sure, you know, whether I want to do it, this, that, and the other. Um, where do you th- suggest I start? Or what? It's just like, I always say to people, it's okay as part of the program, as part of your learning or investigation or whatever, when you first get into this sort of work to really start to notice what you like and what you don't. And the fact that you don't have to just take, you know, go on to these really difficult interview processes for a job with a client group that you don't want to work with. Like hold out, don't just jump in and fall in and I think, yeah, when you were saying that, I was just like, oh, I remember so strongly, like actually being told with someone at the front of our lecture saying like, you will probably just, and I'm not saying like be so obsessed with one particular thing that you never experiment or push yourself or try and grow. But if you know that's absolutely not the direction you want to go in, but it's the only art therapy job available, don't, don't feel the pressure to take it. Um, Just because you want a title, like do something else, do something your client group adjacent. I think that was a big one for me. I've just, all the other jobs I've had around art therapy, sort of before it, alongside it and after it have been community development Mm, based or like programs and activities based because I love group work. So I thought, okay, I can't be an art therapist right now, hundred percent, but I can develop group programs because my group thing is my, I love it. I love it. But it's like, and that just came from someone else suggesting to me, you know, saying to me at the beginning of graduating, you know, this is something you like and are good at, um, or at least have 
some skills in that you could grow. So don't worry too much about the title. And if that's like the only thing people could take away from today is just like thinking wider around the role is really helpful. Yeah. I don't know where I went and landed, but yeah, (laughs) what you said about not taking anything made me, yeah. Well, it's like interesting because that was like your approach. And I think that's so smart is to like collect skills while you're looking. And Mm. then like my Mm. approach was a bit different where it was like, I just need money. So my Mm. fallback Mm. is like, I've bartended and served for years. So I did that. And then I built up like my social media presence and then like the Mm. voice of art therapy in community and just like talking about it. But that was like, my passion was like Mm. belly. I started as a project to advocate for art therapy because one people barely know what it is. And Mm. so that was like my passion. And that was just expanding and growing that way. And then I met people through talking about it. And Mm. then it was like, oh, would you do this? Would you do that? And it just like slowly kept expanding until when I left that job, I was like, I guess I'm going private practice so I can make my own hours. But then I like had built up enough skill at that place. Like there was some good that came out of it because it was like Mm. so quick and everything was just like in the now. Like I Mm. did build up a lot of skills. Mm. So like I was able to then like jump in and do private practice, but even like private practice, like it takes a lot to build up, especially in our field, because it's not as well known. So there's like a lot of advocacy for Mm. us, a lot of Mm. like education around it, Mm. but like it takes time. But like, I just want to tell people too, like, don't give up, do not give up and tune out the negativity. It's just fear. Don't listen to the Mm. fear. It's just fear. Oh, totally. And it, it makes me circle back to what you said about these five years that that was literally what we would, you know, everyone talks about um, over here, everyone, a lot of people talk mm. about over here is it's like, don't worry, it's like five years of hell and then <gasps> it will work itself out. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay. A, and then, what a statement. But by the time you get to the job that you're really passionate about, mm. you're so burnt out and your nervous system can't handle it because you went through five years of hell. It's riddle me that one society (laughs) it's like what the heck and it's it's such a like growth stunter to tell people that like because most people know when you go into a new season of like you know finishing a course or starting in a new job that's gonna expand you or whatever that it is most people understand that it's going to be complicated and hard and a transition but don't put a like a time frame around it like I think in some ways that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you get like two years in, you're like three more to go. And you're just like counting down. Like it's suddenly going to be fine when it switches over. It's like, I just don't know. I think we make the path really hard that perhaps you just have to like think differently about how you manage a difficult career path that's less vocational than lots of others, but totally possible if you actually, yeah, zone out some of the, what do you say? Tune out some yeah, of these yeah. phrases that are on every training program. I feel like anyone I've met is like, oh, it's fine. Cause I'm, I'm still in those five years. And I'm like, everyone knows about this. <laughs> these five the years. Unspoken rule. Stop it's it. Nuts. <laughs> it makes no sense. And also like the biggest thing we're taught in our training programs is to like explore and like work through things and seasons and and things that come up for us and that actually there's a lot of goodness to come out of being in challenging situations or growing situations and um 
I think sometimes what could be like a really good opportunity to learn more about what we like and where we want to go in our careers is just overshadowed by this like competition and fear and um, I think it stunts people massively and it doesn't I think the moment that you realise that you have complete control over whether you listen to that or not is a game changer. Totally. I think my brain is going in like 50 different directions right now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I feel a bit scatty. I know. Like a bit like there's so many things I want to like talk about. I feel like right now I'm like that, that, um, that meme, the conspiracy theory one with like Charlie and he's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the yeah, dots yeah. And like the cigarettes <laughs> like literally hey listeners and viewers try and follow along <laughs> yeah literally like i it's found just one step so, like maybe you can talk about like your time like within a company because like mine has been mm. very different and yes. like mm. i've found that the system is very broken but mm. also i wrote something oh, what did i say it was like they're constant like what I found around the message of like, you need to be jaded, you need to be jaded, you need to be jaded. Mm. Like for a mm. long time, it really cut down my self-esteem of like, maybe I am doing this wrong. Like maybe I am in the wrong yeah. field. Mm. Maybe I am too like optimistic. Maybe I am too like hopeful mm. for clients mm. and for a company and whatever. And yeah. like that has been a theme that's come up for me like over several jobs or like internships mm. is just like this mm. theme. And I was really sitting and reflecting with it. And I'm like, that's not like what I want people to take away from this. Like I, I do in my core, I do not believe that you need to be jaded to work mm. in these fields. Mm. However, I believe that you need to be, um, you need to have healthy boundaries. Mm. You need to be aware that the system's broken and not put so much trust that the system is perfect and it's always going to be there for you. I think that was my downfall. Mm. That was like my part of being naive mm. was that the system is there. The system's going to take care of you. Your superiors mm. are there in your best interest. But the reality of that was is that they are so burned out. They have mm. their own stuff going on that they can barely show up for themselves. Mm. And so, like, I would encourage people to not lose that spark that you have and the passion that you have. And if you feel Mm. like you're losing that and you are becoming resentful or jaded, get Mm. out. Like, get the hell out. We do not need more mental health practitioners that are, like, just cold and there to do a job and nothing else. Because, no, how is that helpful for anyone? No, totally. And I think that, yeah, that really links to my experience because I've spent lots of time in organizations so I haven't done private practice as you know um so yeah it's really good how opposites kind of our journeys have been um so for me a really helpful way it's the beauty of being in therapy while you're training is you get to learn more about yourself right and I learned some of the things that really excite me and that keep me engaged in stuff um but I also learned that I have a I'm very, I'm, it's a bit of a, like, I don't know how else to put it, but I am like a workaholic. I like to work. Um, I get a lot of satisfaction from working. So how to like keep yourself engaged and keep myself well and boundaried was like something I had to learn. So being in organizations was really good for me because there was hours around it and there was expectations and like, you know, 
KPI, like key performance indicators that we had to like match and I had to measure things and report back. And there was always time boundaries around that. So that was really, really good for me coming straight out of uni. I think if I'd gone straight into private practice, I could have just, I mean, it's not recommended you do that anyway, a lot of the time, but if I went straight into kind of building the business or whatever, I think that would have been a recipe for disaster. So being in organizations was really good. And I, as I said before, I know I love group work and I love growing um, like new opportunities for people to connect with creativity and well-being um, activities and spaces. So I got a job when I was in Australia, um, after just after I met you, doing that kind of work for a charity out there um, where I could have my art. They let me have my art therapy group and they were a bit, re- they were a bit resistant to it a little at first. Um, but I really think good thing I learned was just getting down on paper, how something can be helpful, putting some like research or some evidence to it. And then instead of going with the question, can I run this? It's going with the question to superiors. Like, I think this should run. And I think, and this is why it will be helpful. So don't be afraid to be confident in the fact that we're trained in something and we have skills. So I think that was what my supervisor said to us. I had a really good supervisor in my last year of uni, like amazing. And she spoke that over us so much. She was like, you have skills. Like, don't go in being like, we can save the world because that's just cocky (laughs) and untrue. But, you know, go in and, and, but don't just say it because you should believe me because I'm saying it confidently. Like, here's the evidence. So that time in organizations really helped me as well. Like put program, like packs together and like introduction, what it's going to look like, who it's going to serve, how I'm going to measure it. Um, And that's just really helped me, again, keeping a boundary around something, but also helping people buy into it so that then even when I wasn't employed as an art therapist, I was getting that itch scratch because I had my group. um, I could see that it was helpful for that um, client group. Um, And also I had other creative spaces and other wellbeing activities and connections with other charities where we could bring more services. And it was always fed by what the clients in that charity wanted and what they needed. And luckily for me, they wanted an art space that was therapeutic. So that was perfect. Um, the one thing I would say if you go into organisational work is being open to the fact that some people um, and some client groups won't want your, they won't want that. So there's always, you have to be led by them too. So there's there's the risk of them not really wanting to do creative stuff. And then you have to respect that and find other things that are going to support them. But usually with, if you're working with a charity with a lot of people, like some people will want creative stuff and a range of other things. And you just have to, I don't mind doing other things and other types of wellbeing activity. It's up yeah, to Yeah. It depends. I think that's where we are. Um, where art therapists can be quite split. If, if some of us are happy to do wider wellbeing work, that can help so much because there's so many opportunities out there for, for that kind of thing. But that was where that's kind of my journey, really. I've had a few jobs in organisations, some in programme activities, some in as an art therapist. And I think the biggest thing I've learned um, through one of the biggest things through that journey of doing a few different jobs and then growing the business is that don't worry about trying things out and not doing them for, like you say, for years and years and years. Try something out, if you decide along the journey that it's not working for you, just working with your supervisor and your manager to have healthy and appropriate endings, like don't be irresponsible and try a new thing every week, but don't be afraid. Cause I have done a few jobs now in one-to-one work 
Um, and I, I know that's not probably, I don't think that's for me, not as my full-time space. I love groups. I like, I like managing, I like managing and running teams. I like looking after people and growing people's potential. And, but I don't really like doing the one-to-one therapy back to back in a day. And I know that now from having a few jobs and doing it and trying it um, and responsibly ending and closing it. Um, so don't be, af- I think that's what, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, don't be afraid to broaden out and try and just keep a check on yourself with how you're moving through these spaces. Because it's like um, when you learn to, you know, learn to drive and then getting to the point where you can do it. And knowing that when you pass your test will be when you like really actually learn how to be on the roads. And I think coming out of uni, once you get into work, you have a certain understanding of what you liked at uni, but now you're in the real world and it's different. Um, but you don't have to be jaded about it. It's just an exploration period. Um, yeah, exactly. I think the best thing I did at, at university was that I took an internship that was so far out of my depth in so mm. far out of what I ever imagined for myself. And it was just kind of yeah. handed to me. Like, um, it just happened very unexpectedly. Like, I was very mm. stuck on, like, children's. And I was like, I love working in children's hospital. But, like, I volunteered there. So, like, that got my need met. But yeah, my friend's husband was a psych – a head charge nurse at a psychiatric hospital. And he's like, mm. we have an awesome supervisor. You should come here. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so scared. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I've yeah. never, ever thought of doing anything like this. Like, I know nothing mm. about psych, especially psych in the States is very different from Canadian psych. Right. And then it was the best thing I ever did. Like the best thing. And like to yeah. take that risk while I had supervision at school and site supervision was like the best thing mm. I could have ever done. So I was so held while taking yeah. that risk. Mm. Yeah. Cause that's worth considering, isn't it? When you come out of uni that like, that's different, you know, you don't have that same level of like support and it's, and it's, but definitely keep yourself in therapy if you need to, or, you know, obviously you'll have a supervisor in your job or if not, you have to pay for one or whatever. Oh, breaking the equipment. Um, so yeah, I think that really helped. I think I felt a bit guilty at first around kind of figuring out where I was best placed or where I was going to end up being the most useful. And, um, actually if you go through that in a, in a, respectful way you you really figure out what you you need and what you want why do you think you're feeling guilty about that I think I did I think I did for many years because I think there's this narrative that comes from just kind of older generations I think or maybe not that anyone particularly has spoken it massively over me but this idea that you have to sort of be somewhere for a really long time and you can't jump around you can't try you have to just know and do and I think in our profession, like the whole process of like, of learning and being in therapy and then being a therapist is that you're just constantly in this awareness space of learning, like not awareness, but this space of learning to be more aware of who you are, I guess, and noticing things and, um, not wanting to be in an environment that makes you sick or unwell, or like you were saying before, like you're in a space and you're like, this isn't working, but I, I can't leave it because there's no other jobs and everyone told me to stay in, stay in a job um, and only leave if you have another one lined up. And that's just not the reality of art therapy work, is it? It was so bad. Like, thank God I was in therapy at that time because that night mm. I went home, my therapist was like, what are you doing? 
Like, yeah. let's just take yeah. a minute and look at what you're doing. Like, you are not mm. well. And yeah. I was like, but I need to stay. And she's like, no, you need yeah. to leave like today. And I was like, but I can just finish out the week. And she was like, you're not going to make it the week. Like, yeah, literally. What is happening? It's like the, that's the other good thing about having people that you know along the journey like, to talk to. Like, we've always been able to check in because sometimes you just need someone to reflect to you like, you're not good. Like, you're not, or like, or like big you up when something's going really well, when you just think it's every day. And it's like, no, you're like, you're really finding your stride here. This is exciting. Like, I want to see where this goes for you. Having some, like having people sort of invest in your journey a bit. So the, if you've got some good friends at uni, like try and, I didn't keep like tons of contacts from my course, and but a couple of people that I do check in with, especially like one in particular, one of my friends, we took, you know, we've stayed really close all this time and we're really a part of each other's art therapy journeys. And it's good. It's really helpful to have someone from this exact same time and space that you were learning. Um, it's great to have people from other courses too, but really helpful, I think, from someone from your actual program where you can be like, oh, do you remember when they told us that and it's just been so different? Or actually, do you remember that thing about, I think this would help you. Do you remember when we did that course about blah, blah, blah? And just, I think having someone having people ahead of you but also who were with you like alongside you coming up being able to talk about things um is really helpful but it's wild but um yeah I just think I've had it's been interesting recently that I've done some like training I did some training programs for like creative um facilitators in the city and quite a few of them are sort of curious about art therapy and asking about it and so many of the questions that people have asked even before even doing the course is just, you know, like what's the other side of it like? And what's the reality of it like on the other side? It's just been actually a really, I've had that conversation a few times in the last few weeks and we're only, you know, a few years out ourselves, but um, just this idea that people, there's such a fear about going into it because the survival on the other side just feels like so the rates, you know, survival rate seems really low. Um, and lots of people just being asking, you know, will I get a job or will this, is this something, you know, what does it actually do? Can I just be the best one I had recently was, can I, are there like courses where I can just like do a bit of art in my counseling space or in my psychology space? And I'm like trying to help people understand there's ways at which it can be used that's safe here. But if you, if this is happening and it's, it needs someone more qualified, it needs to happen. I think the training is really important for that. And just like, I think the idea of like setting, getting into this big course and all of this commitment of therapy is, is a lot for people. Um, even people as we're doing it, it's a lot, right? And then on the other side, then figuring out actually how it's going to fit in your life and become something that is good and healthy and boundaried is, is quite a big task. I feel like I feel like we've, we're jamming so much into this conversation, but actually I think for me, the biggest thing is being able to come out the other side and take a bit of time to see how it lands. Like don't, there's no rush. There's this pressure, I think, to be like head of like Band-Aid and the NHS art therapy, um, you know, manager of a whole region. And it's like, that's the only time that you've succeeded. And it feels like we're all aiming for that, which is 
a bit wrong, I think. So like in the States, there is, I can understand like the bit of rush because so like when you graduate, Mm. I think you have six years to get your counseling hours and certification right. and exam. But the art, th- so there's two streams because I graduated from a dual program, right? So right. the art therapy side, though, is unlimited. You can, like me as a Canadian, I can go and write that exam whenever. So I could take 20 years to fill my hours and go write that exam. But Whoa, if I was I living in that. the States to get the counseling uh-huh. side, I only have six years. And you need oh, that and you have in to order. Like- yeah, you need that in order to like bill your clients and have insurance. Right. So you can do that as quickly as you want, mm-hmm. but until you've done that, you can't charge anyone? Um, I think it's a lot more difficult private practice. In the States, right. it's different because it's all like their insurance is so different than ours. Right. Okay. Um, That's wild. I think you have to be like under someone until, mm-hmm. and like you, like my friend, he's only making $30 a client right now because he's Whoa. not licensed. And I was mm-hmm. like, What? Like I'm not a like fully, fully licensed art therapist, but like I'm on my way of getting those hours and getting the supervision. But Mm -hmm. like I still my counseling board here is very different and I can still be private practice. Like I'm a registered counselor and I can still charge whatever I want. Yeah. That's so wild to me because we just like when we qualified from the masters, we're like good to go. Although we like are not recommended to go into private practice for like a few years, just so you've got some experience. But like quite a few supervisors have said, you know, people are very split on their opinions of that actually. But to be honest, I didn't mind having a bit of time just to kind of explore. But yeah, I've got no pressure on my back, but that's quite a different experience. That's pretty wild. So do you like ever find yourself, um, do you have many art therapists like in Canada that you are like at a similar it's a stage of the journey to you or or you can, or how do you like Not find really that? like mm. my I do have one supervisor who went to the states and then I have my yeah. mentor who also went to the states but mm. everyone else went to school here so like their hours wow. are like I'm also accumulating the Canadian credentialing hours and mm. the American ones <laughs> right so they like kind of get it but it's not the same mm. it's just like so like 30 odd minutes in and I am like just sitting here being like this is so much (laughs) like doing this process is a lot I feel like we just need to every anyone that's listening who is on the process or has completed it congratulations for making it this far (laughs) you did it (laughs) it's just like so much effort isn't it I actually had this lady call me um, a couple weeks ago and she just like wanted information about like what the process is like. And I had to laugh. She was like, you're really excited about it. Like you are genuinely excited about it. She's like, I talked to another art therapist and it was kind of like, wah, 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 wah. Like the, like peanuts, like teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Just like, Mm. well, this is tough. This is hard. You're going to have a problem with this. And she's like, it's actually really like refreshing hearing someone who's excited, even though it is difficult. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about it. Like, I'm just so passionate about it. I think that overrides like the work. Mm. And I've been Mm. like that for a long time. Like I even found that in grad school because like I had to work so much harder. Like I, I worked so hard to be in the States and I just found that like my laser focus, (laughs) like attention to like, Mm. I know in my soul, this is my passion. Like nothing, like, yeah, it's hard, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, "Eh, whatever, you just do it. But I think I've also had like 
a lot of experience in my life to get through the fear of that mm. and push through that. And like, that's amazing. Yeah. So if you can mm-hmm. push through that and just like really focus on how it feels in your body and if it's like that strong knowing mm-hmm. that this is where you're meant to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's hard, but like what isn't hard mm-hmm. in life right now, especially right now. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's so interesting that, that, yeah, recently, same for me. So many people have been, I think cause at the moment, people, a lot of people are assessing their careers. I think that's a big thing. Just at, after as they call it in Liverpool, the COVID. Um, it's like, sorry, I just love that. I actually started saying that normally now. Um, and like my mum was laughing and I was like, oh, I didn't even mean that ironically. Like I've been calling it the COVID. <laughs> I think it's in Liverpool. Like I can say I'm actually from Liverpool. I don't sound like it, but I am from here. And um, a lot of things have the in front of it. Um, and like some of them I say like completely, like I that's how my mum's always said it. So I just do. But now it's the COVID. Um yeah. The Asda is one of them. Yeah, the Asda. <laughs> I say that I actually have always just said that because that's what like is that my like a grocery store said. or something? Yeah, but it's called Asda. But like the in Liverpool, we call it the Asda. Yeah, and like if someone said just Asda now, I'd be like, "Can you speak? Where are you from?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm from the world." I'm like, "Case closed." <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We're all listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah. So where was I going with that? Yeah, since um, the COVID, everyone's been yeah. assessing a lot of these things. And I think that's why loads of people have been reaching out. And it's totally. been a lot of people I've noticed who are in like educational psychology. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, what kind of, they've got a creative, like, you know, bone and the, bone in their body. And they want to sort of think about what it might look like to go down that path mm. as opposed to yeah. something different. And it's just really, I've been having this conversation so much. And I felt definitely, with depends on the questions people are asking, mm-hmm. but sometimes I felt really able to be like positive and excited and upbeat, but then other times I found it a bit harder. And I think it depends so much on the questions. Mm. Um, and some people ask about, I think as well, it depends on your things that you love. So if people ask me about creativity in prisons. That's easier for me to talk about yeah. than anything else. So when I turned my phone off this weekend, I was able just to like tap into my own shit that's going on, like obviously. But what I realized is that like what came up for me Mm. is also what my clients are going through. And I think it's because like Mm. my unhealed crap that's there is what's attracting Mm. people into me. And Mm. so they're also holding space for very similar things. And so the Mm. information I learned was sitting with my own stuff I now have more information and a different lens to hold space for my clients without making it about me, but just being curious Whoa. about mm. what's going on for them. Like these major themes. Listening to that, I think having some space in the busyness of it all to like be unplugged. And I think you, the best way, yeah, to get in touch with your instincts, isn't it? Is to actually spend a bit of time at figuring out what they are. Um, yeah, it can be a bit discombobulating, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. This whole process. But yeah. Do you um, want to look at some art? B- before we do oh, that, sorry, I have like kind of an overview, like a oh, summary of everything we talked about. And it's funny. I was just like quickly scanning it. And I yeah. think we're pretty spot on. I think we actually stayed within our parameters of the show today. <laughs> Did we actually? That's I think awesome. we might have. I was like, this is hilarious. We never do. I feel so easily on a, like I'm so easily on a tangent in every conversation I have in my life. Me too. And it's so hard to Way stay over within there. an hour. 
people ask me like, oh, what day is it? And then suddenly we're talking about like, I don't even know, just insane stuff. I just, yeah, I know. I'm amazed that we did that. I know. I know. I'm shocked. Um, and scene. So, <laughs> <Let's go home. laughs> so we talked about like the major, um, like the common phrases that we've heard. Yep. yep. Graduating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then so um, things to do and no post-grad. And then I also put mm-hmm. the big sister advice. Like if we feel like this show is very much like us big sisters, like talking to our mm. like younger sister and brothers about what's mm. going on. Um, so like just a couple like really basic, basic things that I found like mm. that I'm giving kind of advice to people like when they come talk to me about art therapy is like get yeah. a LinkedIn, right. add all the art therapists you can, even if you don't True. use it, just yeah. have that as like a little bubble of resources. Mm. Mm. Network, connect, and talk about art therapy and all things. Literally, the dentist, the florist, the grocery person, wherever. Talk about it. You never know who needs it or wants to know more about it. That is such a good point because, and I was was literally saying this to someone today, if you start to develop your lane or understanding, especially your lane within art therapy as well, like getting known as the person that does that is so useful. I mean, it depends on where you live, but most cities... Like once you get p- enough people in that area know that you're the person that does that thing. And that's like being prisons for me and like creating art programs for me. And Liverpool's definitely a city where people are like quite connected. And I think it's just seems to have like helped being that person, even just for, not even for gain for you, but so someone who knows that they want to go into that knows to come and ask you about it. And it's not that you're a, an expert it's just that you have a passion in that area and you like you'll probably be up for talking about it um so yeah that's a really good point actually just yeah my friend got her internship by talking to her dentist who knew like a system that needed an art therapist like (laughs) it's the truth just like if someone asks you what you do just like tell them or Oh, and the other thing about LinkedIn, when I moved back and I literally knew no one in art therapy, I would just message Mm. people on LinkedIn and ask if they could go for coffee. And I'd buy them a coffee and talk about art therapy. Yeah. That's a bold move, but one of them will be useful. (laughs) Yeah, just do it. People love getting bought coffee. Oh my God. Everyone loves a latte. Oh, totally. Um, So a big theme I think that you were talking about earlier was like, stop giving your power away. Ooh. Like when you're new in this field, hold Mm. your power. Do not give Mm. your power away. It is like the best currency that you can have. So like Mm. when you're saying like go into these jobs and be like, this is what I think is going to work. This is what we're going to do. We're going to try this. Mm. Hold Mm. your power. Stop giving it away. Um, Mm. Be the expert. Like step into that. Um, Work your way up, but never settle. Mm. Yeah. Do your, I think one of the best phrases my dad ever told me when I was young about like being in a workplace is you're never too big to make someone a cup of tea and you're never, so just like work your way up and pay your dues. But like, even when you like are working up, like do the stuff. Yeah. Just do the stuff that you would do at any level. Like don't become like, once you get to a position where you're feeling more confident or more established, like remembering the journey underneath it um, and not like losing sight of that just because Um, yeah sorry no go on go on just because your entry level doesn't mean you're a doormat like you don't deserve to be treated that way you have skills and like 
I think some of the best managers I've ever had are the people that are like, okay, I have this, that, and the other that I can teach you, but you actually have this thing that I really want to learn more about, or I want to cultivate in you. And like people that speak, and they're not everywhere, but they do exist. So just, yeah, remember, I think I'm I'm trying to remember that now as, as like looking after some, starting to like look after some teams and some other roles. And it's like, yeah, how do you remember those people that really did speak into you? And how did you learn how to hold your, yeah, hold your own against the people that are a bit more dismissive and um, who aren't as keen as kind of to grow teams or to grow people? Yeah, you're not a waste. Like you're there, you have skills and training and lots to offer um, as part of a wider system where everyone's got something to contribute. That's why you've been hired. Even if you were working in an honorary contract, which I pray there shouldn't be that many of them going forward. They should be employed (laughs) jobs, but... You're still an art therapist and you still are bringing something to those clients' lives that is valuable. So Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, find a supervisor or mentor ASAP. 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 You cannot Like do first not do thing you do out them. the gate, get a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even if you have to pay for it, just bite the bullet. Do just it. do it. Yeah. Just do mm. it. Anyways, it, need, it counts towards your hours anyways. Like just do it. But sooner the just better. Yeah. Um, people are super triggered by hopeful people. So do not give your magic away. Ever. Find your people and find your corner. Can you explain that first bit a little bit? So what I've found is that Mm. because systems, there's like, I know in Canada, systems are very um, tired and exhausted. Mm. And especially like the trickle down effect from the government. And Mm -hmm. so I've found that by working in systems, like when you show up in your magic, in your authenticity, in like your total power, Mm. it can be super triggering to people. Sure. Okay. I get you. Yeah. At any level. So just don't give Mm. your magic away. Don't listen to it. Find Mm. your people within that system and Mm. find your corner. Is my sisterly advice. I love that. It links really well to the supervisor thing too, because they will keep you like hopeful and passionate because you've got, you've got a cheerleader. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just a place for managing clinical things and understanding like it's definitely to support your clients but it's also to support you and like keep you feeling good about things and like yeah it's definitely it's helped me so much like figure out my figure out the reason that certain things haven't fit well or certain things have fit really well and like how to see the positive in how some things don't work out but like not toxic positivity like just genuine like cheerleading and looking after you yeah yeah absolutely that's Um, a good list Take your holidays. Take your sick days. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> triggering for me because it's like my worst thing, my worst quality ever. Show up to like for you do and don't be a hero. <laughs> <sighs> this is really confronting. <laughs> I was the same way. But then like they guilt oh, you into it. They're sick. like, oh, you have three weeks holiday, but you can't yeah. take all of it at one time. You need to take like one day at a time. <laughs> it's like the truth it's a very easy trap to suddenly be like the savior of like I can't leave clients or I can't do this or I can't yes you can you have to be well even in private practice like this is one thing I'm like finding really hard it's taking a holiday I'm like I gotta Mm. hustle I gotta get my clients I gotta make my money (laughs) flipping heck you're not wrong no yeah we're learning today too it's not just we're not just we're listening to all of this (laughs) This is why it's our list. <laughs> Literally. Oh, yikes. Okay. And the last one I have on here 
mm. is um, be prepared to promote our work, like in the field of mm. art therapy. Have your elevator speech on hand and a few resources. Mm. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Don't burn yeah. out over advocacy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So containers. Like, containers. It's like when people ask you something that they could Google and it's like, you know what? Not just about therapy, but just generally. And it's like, I will I will start you off, but you need to do some of your own research here because I can't teach you everything about this <laughs> because I'm tired and 50 other people are asking me. Yeah. 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 So that's just do so your true. elevator speech, couple resources, boom, that's it. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good list. That's really helpful. Okay. I kind of figured that we were going to go like, mm. so I was like, let's contain yeah. that. That was really good, actually. Yes. I think, um, do you want to look at some artwork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go or should I go? Go for it. Okay. I'm ready. This is a piece I made a while ago. And I've come back to it a few times. I'm trying like not to show the other page because it's like a bit pry. It's nothing weird. It's just some private stuff. Um, where am I? Here. Let me go. Yeah. Let me hold it like this. There we go. Um, so it's like a path where the road has been taken out and just moved down. So I made this a while ago and I was looking through my book today. I was making some other stuff. And then I came back to this and I was just like, that's it. There's this, it's this journey for me coming out of the masters that felt like the picture was together, like the road and the background was all one thing. And then over time, I felt like it just separated out because things weren't fully connected and you've just got to sort of, it's a journey, I think, of finding how that fits back in. Um, and that's why I felt like, post-graduation has felt has been for me like I felt I had this yeah this full image that has just widened and now I'm starting to like slowly figure out how it fits like a like a really easy jigsaw that's really like but there's like a magnetized resistance in it or something that's like stopping you doing it quickly um and it's not to say that some people's experience might be really quick and they might find the the perfect job straight away and that's awesome it does happen you know a couple of my colleagues have, have had it that way but um my journey has not been that it's been very much going in thinking this was how it was going to be and then realizing loads of stuff about myself and my preferences and what client groups work well for me and what client groups I work well for and I'm just slowly like finding a way to bring yeah bring that that path back into its sort of slot um, and I was just looking at it earlier and I was like, that's it. Wow. And that's funny because yeah. for me, it's about what can fit in there. What is going to be mm. my part? What wow. can I bring into that piece instead of reconnecting it? How am I going to mm. fill up that blank space with my uniqueness, my genness mm. to fill mm. in that, to bring that connection back together? Mm. Yeah, because the, the program is so much, isn't it, about equipping you with the skills and the theory in a broader way. And you're also doing some self-investigation, obviously, but then afterwards, like you do the uh, investigation of the work and what it's like in different environments and what you, what, where you end up, where you're kind of going to end up or what trajectory you're going to take. It's so vast. Um, and sort of find, yeah, finding, I think it's also something about that, like having a path of sort of finding you in the really kind of obvious clunky way, but still sort of fits this sort of finding the direction. Um, 
and it seems like obvious if you look at that road that it's going to wind around but actually like when you get on it it's a bit like less obvious <laughs> but yeah powerful so. mm. that's what I love about this is like it's so simple yet holds so much power mm. I love it yeah um okay so this is my art this week ignore the show notes Ooh. oh Oh, oh, oh. I guess it's the same. <laughs> We're both like hiding our background. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what I was thinking mm. when I started creating was like, in this kind of container of grad school, mm. it's really messy and all over, but it's like, mm. it's held. Like I felt mm. that way anyways. It's just kind of yeah. all over and it's experimenting with different colors and directions and whatever. And then as I kind of got out, it felt like there was these very, like, strict kind of rules around, mm. like, how I should be, how I shouldn't be. Right. And then I found that that was, like, limiting the growth. Well, mm. But then once I was able to kind of move through that into, like, this more fluid container. So, like, mm. the first one's, like, very rigid and structured. But then the next circle around that is like watercolor and flowy mm. and it's like more permeable. And then once I could get through that, it just felt like so much brighter and so much more space to like breathe mm. around here. And so it just felt, really it just cool. feels like it doesn't have to be this solid container here. Mm. It can be a container that feels safe, but still so much space to take up on the outside. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I was looking at that and I was like, the outside seems like wide open ocean or something. Like mm. it's just, you, and that's like beautiful, but can also like can turn really quickly. And like, it made mm. me feel both of those things like free and also like not like too, like, but too much free was like a bit worrying. Last When you were talking, then I was just thinking like freedom is good, but like there's, there's so many possibilities out there. That's yeah. actually quite a lot. And then, yeah, my mind still, Worrying a bit. Like, can I look at it again? Yeah. Thank you. I feel like, um, it's funny as well because yellow is like a really comforting color to me. Mm. So, there's something about I that. I turn down this because it's quite washed out right now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like quite it'd be quite hard to get from that center bit into the outside bit. Like if you was, it feels like you could be really stuck in the mm. middle of that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's really cool. I feel like I love it on the when I look back at the YouTube's where you see the pictures alongside. I each know, other. I know, Jacob, you do such a great job of that. Yeah, because I feel like there's something about both of the images. I'm looking at mine and thinking of yours. There's like two distinct kind of bits to it. Yeah. yeah. Like yours is inside, like one piece is inside a larger piece and mine's like two pieces that are sort of separated from each other. Mm -hmm. Something quite, um, something about that, like in my head is like speaking, they're speaking to each other. A okay. Bit. Yeah. I like it when art does that. I know I always say even in collage workshops where it's not like an art therapy space at all. I'm like, some pictures just speak to each other. They do. Yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. care how hipster that sounds. It's the truth. <laughs> they do. They whisper. There's something about 
Yeah, because our styles are very different too. So when they totally. feel connected, I love that. Mm. The power of making art. That's what I tell people I all the time when they're like, what about art therapy? I'm like, do you make art? And they're like, not really. I'm like, I know. There's, that's where you should start. <laughs> <laughs> like make some artwork just like for the sake, just do it regularly. Yeah. That's probably like, Agreed. we forgot to even say that. Make loads of art. <laughs> Just do it. That's a part of the list. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Even uh, if you're not an art therapist, do it. That's it. I think as well, like as much as these conversations are happening loads recently, and I, I never quite know if I've if you've been helpful or not when you kind of give someone an overview. But um, most people so seem to think it's quite helpful to have someone who's done it to talk to. So okay. I think if people listen to this and still have a million questions, they can just get in touch and oh, please, we'll try our best. Get in touch. That'd be awesome. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if we've mentioned that we're doing seasons like with the show. Oh no, maybe. Yeah. Give a little overview of that. Yeah. So we've decided we're going to do six seasons, six seasons, six episodes. <laughs> so yeah. just to give everyone a heads up next show is Ooh, our number six. sixth show. That's it. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. I know. Okay. It's so exciting. Mm. Um, Bro. Yeah. So that'll be next. The next one. Subject to be confirmed. And then we will. <laughs> well, we know, but. <laughs> well, I was also thinking too, it might be really cool even just like on our Instagram to post mm. all of our artwork together for like kind of the season finale. Because, like, cool. you know how there's, like, information in sequential art? Mm. I'm just, like, really curious how it would all look together. So I could put together, like, a little collage of all of our art, you know? That would be amazing. Yeah, really cool. And just see, like, how we've progressed over the last mm. six episodes. Definitely. That's exciting. Ugh. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. So cool. Amazing. Okay, well, I wish we could stay and talk more. I just want to keep dogging about art therapy. I know this feels like one of those ones where an hour is not enough, but hey, I we're know. here. Our viewers are going to let you get on with your life. Let's go wrap it up. Let's go. Yep, circle, <laughs> circle back. But yeah, no, thank you so much for everything you shared, Jen. Yeah, you too. Amazing. And okay. we will, yeah, we'll be back soon. Trust the process. Just give it a trust. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. LOL. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.